0: Few companies on the London Stock Exchange can boast the expertise in areas as diverse as Tarsus can. In the last six months alone, the events company has held the Dubai Air Show, where airline companies go to buy planes, Label Expo, the world's largest label event, and the World Anti-Aging Congress, a presentation of the medical developments which manage the process of ageing. Tarsus's history is equally colourful. Founded in 1998, the group joined the stock market just before the turn of the millennium, Gradual, acquisitive and organic growth has helped turn Tarsus into a £400 million company today, although the share price has endured two financial crashes in the meantime. I'm Megan Boxall, and today I'm joined by the group's managing director, Douglas Emsley, who was the company's first employee in 1998 and has led the group since 2000. Thanks very much for joining me. Good morning. So to start off, you've had a good trading update today. Could you just run us through the numbers and explain to us why these last six months have been particularly important for the group?
1: Well, we announced this morning the trading for 2017. It's been a good year for us. 2017, we saw revenues up 7% on a like-for-like basis. We really are are, are are very pleased with that performance. Really driven by our, our big events. You uh, mentioned two of them: Dubai Air Show and Label Expo, and also our medical portfolio. The biggest one uh, taking place in December uh, for for anti aging, but. We're really pleased with the growth of our buyers. Uh, the, the buyers that attend the exhibitions are really the key indicator of the strength of the brand and actually the the future uh, bookings that are going to come into the business. Like all media, it's down to its viewership, its readership. For us, it's about the the attendance. But in terms of the delivery of of the financials, behind that and in terms of the development, uh, we continue to innovate. We've been launching uh, new products and in 2017 we launched 28 new events, which is uh, very encouraging for the future. Also at the end of 2016 we made three major acquisitions, one in the US and two in China. So they took place for the first time in 2017. They've integrated well into the business and performing very much in line with our expectations. And we made one major uh, development during 2017, which was we increased our portfolio in Mexico. Uh, we see the Mexican business continuing uh, to perform well and we're now number one in that market. Um, so overall, very pleased with 2017 overall.
0: So yeah, really global um global enterprise. Um, you, you talk about focusing on the high growth markets. Is that, is that Mexico? Is that, is that the emerging markets that you're looking at?
1: Well, we're really focused on six key markets. The US and China are our two largest. They're the two biggest exhibition markets in the world. And two thirds of our business actually come out of the US and China. So they're really important in terms of actually driving the financial performance of the group. Uh, we also have a growing business in Southeast Asia. It's about five Percent of the group at the moment, but it's growing quickly. It's a very immature market, quite exciting in terms of uh, opportunities to launch new products. Uh, we've a big business, obviously anchored by the Dubai Air Show in in Dubai. Uh, and we have a growing business in in Mexico, where we're now number one, and a uh, business in Turkey. So th- th- those are the sort of key geographies for us. And it's it's really the story that ties into our, our strategy of quickening the pace. How we've focused very much on the high growth markets, uh, moved away from Europe, uh, which used to be about sixty percent of our business. Today it's about ten percent of our business, and really focused on the US and in Asia.
0: Yeah, you touched there on quickening the pace. So you've had quickening the pace one, which was your strategy. Now you're on to quickening the pace two. So what's what's the difference? What's the step up in the strategy between those two different stages in your development?
1: Well, quickening the pace we introduced in 2013. And that was really focused around sort of three pillars of of development of the business. Firstly, the organic growth, around uh, organically growing our revenues and organically growing the attendees to our events. Um, And and that's worked well. It's come through strongly. Uh, Revenues, on average, have grown over that five-year period of 9% per annum. So very, very pleasing. And the visitors on average has been about eight percent over that five year period, so uh, that that 's been successful. We, we've also had a programme of what we call replications, where we've been launching new products from our existing brands. And over five years, we've launched 54 new shows. Uh, so that, that's been really successful. And with acquisitions, we've made 13 acquisitions uh, in that five-year period. So the portfolio has actually more than doubled in size to over 150 uh, events. So we're quite diverse in terms of the geographies and diverse in terms of the market. Sectors uh, that that we serve, so that that was really quickening the pace. One, uh, quickening the pace. Two. A, and, and we were very deliberate in choosing the title in that it's evolutionary rather than revolutionary. Uh, the, the business is about one and a half times bigger uh, than it was five years ago. So we're really just adjusting to the, the, the size of the business and the shape of the business. So it's not fundamental change. So we're going to continue focusing on those three things of the organic growth of replications and selective MA. But we're really going to introduce four new things and increase the emphasis on, on, on four key things. Firstly, scale. And and this is scale at the event level. The the, the more successful an event is for our customers, the more budget our customers will spend and just with the operational gearing within the event that the the more revenue we get the more profit we can make from those events it's it's all about making sure that the event really delivers for our customers and they will allocate more more budget to it so scale is really important. The the second part of scale that's really important is that we've launched these 54 new events, they're quite immature, and therefore their margins are lower than the average of the group. Um, So what we're going to do over the next four years is continue to drive those and move the margins up so that we get a better uh, return from those. Uh, had a program really going now for about 18 months in terms of delivering best practice um, to our business. It's obviously geographically spread. Uh, We want to make sure the the, the sales processes are the same across the world, the marketing processes, the operational processes. So so there's lots of initiatives within the group to help continue to grow the business. Uh, In terms of uh, geographic focus, We're going to continue to focus very much on the two biggest markets in the world of the US and China uh, and actually get deeper in those markets. We see lots of opportunities, still very, very good growth to come out of those businesses. And finally, uh, the, the... the opportunities we see coming through to add what we call new platforms, and at the tail end of 2016, we acquired a new business called Connect in the states in the meetings and travel industry, and, and that has really sort of demonstrated the model of actually we can buy businesses, we can add value to those businesses, and we can replicate them in other areas. So we, we bought that just over a year ago, and we've launched ten new events out of that business. So. It's really going to be more of the same and adjusting for the business and actually continuing to drive it uh, and deliver the financial performance. Uh, Because everything at the end of the day comes back to actually what value are we delivering to our shareholders? So over the last five years, the um, performance Uh, to our shareholders. In terms of dividends, it's been an 8% on average increase uh, every year. But in terms of the total shareholder return, it's 111% over that five-year period, which is more than 50% of our peer group. So the strategy has worked. We don't see any reason to change it. We're just slightly adjusting for the size and continuing to do more of the same.
0: Okay. Um, And obviously, you are a bigger bigger company than you were. Is it fair to suggest that the the pace of growth—it it can't be sustained at the pace it has been when you were a smaller company.
1: Well, I, I, we continue to see opportunities. We can we continue uh, to grow well organically. We had seven percent revenue uh, growth in two thousand and seventeen. We're very much a forward booking business, so we've got good visibility on our forward bookings for 2018, and that's tracking over 10% at the moment, so we're continuing to see good growth coming through. And in, in terms of our earnings per share target over the next four years, we're targeting a 5 to 10% per annum growth. Uh, we delivered 9% in the first five years and and we see sort of good high mid single digit as very good achievable goals going forward so we we are a bigger business but we're still seeing opportunities uh, and we're still uh, flexible and dynamic to continue to grow at a similar pace to what we have been growing.
0: Okay and will the investment requirements change at all?
1: I think that the uh, Investment on the organic side is really all about people, um, so that, that that's not a big investment. Uh, As we scale up, it tends to be it goes in steps. Um, So at this moment in time, uh, we're still recruiting sales and marketing people. China is an area where we want to continue to grow and we've got to invest more in the people there. And and that's uh, an opportunity for us to bring in more professional people uh, because the, the, the Chinese market is growing so quickly. It's important to bring in international standards to differentiate one. Themselves. And really at, at the group level where we've got 150 events now, we can't go to all of them. So actually, we have to have a team uh, that, that that is uh, capable of actually being a broader spread. Where I think we'll see a slight change is in terms of our acquisition activity. Uh, on average, over the last five years, we've, we've done about £20 million worth of acquisitions and we'll be looking probably to move that up. Uh, in the last two years, it's been more like on average about uh, £30 million per year. Uh, so I would I would expect it to be that sort of range, if not a little higher, over uh, the next four years. We're we're a bigger business now, so actually we've got to look at doing slightly bigger acquisitions to make an impact uh, to the overall group.
0: Yeah, okay. But then, with regard to those acquisitions, the balance sheet has I mean it's manageable, obviously, mm-hmm. at the moment. But um, just just for the listeners, at the at the uh, June year. June half year end there were £85 million worth of debt on the balance sheet which was 150% of the group equity and it's creeping quite close to the £110 million credit limit supplied by your borrowing facility. Is that a concern at all or have you got plans in place to bring that a bit lower?
1: Well the we, we've, we've changed our banking uh, now to £126 million in terms of total facility. Uh, the the, the year end debt will be around about 85 million. Um, So it's, it's, it's come down. Um, and the, 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 the the business uh, throws off lots of cash, uh, and really, the only thing really to spend our cash on is either to return it as as, uh, as dividends to our shareholders or to continue to invest to buy uh, additional exhibitions uh, in in two thousand and eighteen we 're coming really to the end of the acquisition program that we 've done over the last five years in terms of earnout payments um, so from nineteen onwards basically there 's no more Uh, acquisition payments going out, uh, so that will free up a a lot of cash. But we we ended the year at about uh, our net debt uh, to EBITDA, which is a key ratio that we look at and our bankers look at, at about 2.1%. Um, and that's against a covenant of three. So we've got plenty of headroom. Uh, Our long-term target is to keep that at at one and a half to two. Uh, We'll go a little bit higher if if we need to in the short term, as long as we can see a path over a sort of 12-month period to come back to that range. Um, So we believe we've got the capacity to continue uh, this programme. Uh, that we've been doing, and to up it a little bit as we go into 19 and 20.
0: Okay, great. And then just finally, there's some, one thing, one sort of elephant in the room with events companies in the last year, where we saw Essential get a share price slightly whacked by negative sentiment surrounding one of its large events. And for yeah. the listeners, that was um, the Cannes Marketing Festival. There was a big marketing company called Publicis who uh, decided that they weren't going to be attending. So uh, Essential share price wobbled a bit. Have you got any concerns that you've got any particularly large events, such as the Dubai Air Show, that you're overly reliant on, which could, if the, that event weren't to do so well in one particular year, uh, cause any kind of wobble?
1: It's been a deliberate part of our strategy over 20 years is to have a diverse portfolio. Uh, as I said earlier, we have 150 events. Uh, the Dubai Air Show is our largest. But the core thing is that face-to-face media is still growing. There is still a need to get in front of, of the customer. And as long as you continue to deliver the return on investment um, to the exhibitor uh, and, and they're getting the value, they will continue to come. More importantly, is is from the buyers. And actually, the buyers are really looking at their return on time. Everybody is strapped with the amount of time that they've got. So their experience when they come to the event has got to be incredibly efficient. We've got to deliver innovation. We've got to allow them to see new products. We've got to give them education. We've got to give them the opportunity to network with their peers. So as long as we continue to do that, people will still come to events. Overall, the industry is still growing. People are still coming. Uh, the Dubai Air Show, we saw eighty thousand people come there because there is the demand, and, and that comes back to our core strategy in that we're focused on high growth markets where people are still growing. But more importantly, we're focused on markets in transition where there's lots of change. People want to know what's going on. There's a desire to come to see new products, to speak to people. And I've literally just flown in last night from Las Vegas at Consumer Electronics. There's 180,000 people there seeing the latest innovation that's going on in technology and consumer products. So there is very, very much a demand for people to come together to see that, and there's no way you can replicate that other than getting face to face
0: Mm -hmm. okay um so is that so the strategy is looking for those specific areas which are big trends and and what happens to the events say if you do have an event which falls out of fashion what happens to those events do you keep them in, in the portfolio
1: it's very much the strategy to continue to look at those markets in transition where there's long-term trends of growth. Where that changes or it doesn't fit with the strategy, uh, as we've shown a couple of years ago, we had a big business in France, didn't meet that criteria, so so we sold it. We're very stringent in terms of our strategic planning on an annual process. We review the portfolio. Anything that doesn't fit, uh, we, we will we will sell it. At the moment, uh, we've gone through that process and we're very happy with the portfolio. We don't have to go through a big adjusting exercise because it's something we do on an annual basis to make sure that actually everything fits with the criteria and the strategy.
0: Well, Douglas, thank you very much for joining me today. For more IC podcasts, including a cracker of a companies and markets show on retail and a boredom talk episode with the management of Phoenix, head to our website or subscribe at ACAST and iTunes. Thanks for listening.